Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey friends and welcome to the happy hour. This is episode number 41 with my friend Melanie Dale. If this is your first time to the happy hour, welcome. The happy hour is a show each week where I invite a girlfriend to chat with me and we really do just chat about what you would talk about with your girlfriends over coffee or tea or wine, whatever's going on in her life or my life and it's just a fun conversation that I welcome you into. Today's chat with Melanie is super fun. She has a new book out called Women Are Scary, and it's all about finding friends after you become a mom. And so it was a super funny read, and you're going to love her on the show today. She's really funny. We talk a lot about what shows we're loving, what books, being a friend as a mom at the same time. It's a fun show, and you're really going to like it. Guys, thanks so much for all of your comments that you left over on Instagram. If you're not following me there, it's a lot of fun. It's at Jamie Ivy. And last week I gave away a book by Shauna. And so that was a lot of fun to see all of you tag your friends. Thanks for sharing about the happy hour so much. I want to say thank you to someone who left a comment over on iTunes. She's Her name is Gianna. And it says, I'm getting caught up on all the happy hour podcasts. And I love, love, love them. I'm listening to the episode with Deborah Parker. And you said, what if someone in Minneapolis wanted to get involved with For Her? I live in Minneapolis and I'm learning the power of prayer with moms and prayer and hello mornings and with the mission trips I've had the privilege to start on. Can we get it started? Girl, you need to send me an email and I can hook you up with Deborah. Send me an email at jamie at aaronivy.com and I would love to connect you with Deborah. That would be so much fun. Guys, thanks for listening to the show. If you're a small business and you'd like to advertise on the happy hour, send me an email, jamie at aaronivy.com and I'd love to chat with you about what that might look like. My kids are out of school. We are ready for summer. We're heading to the lake. And so I hope that you're enjoying your last couple weeks with kids in school. Or if you're in school yourself, enjoy your day. And here is my chat with Melanie. Hey, Melanie, welcome to the happy hour. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. This is our first time to ever meet. Besides the social media world. Right. Which, do you consider someone a friend if y'all are friend on social media? Yes. I mean, it, it depends on how much interaction you have, but totally. Yeah. I have told everyone I'm talking to my friend Melanie today, but we've never met until just right. now. Right. I've known of you for a long time. Yeah. I have like a total like mom crush on you. Well, that is mutual. So there we go. Did yeah. you tell me that you almost went to Uganda with me? Almost. Yeah. On the Soul Hope Trip. Soul Hope Trip. Yeah. Yep. What yep. happened? It was the week my book came out. Oh, that'll do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much that'll make me pass up a trip to Uganda, but that is one of them. Am I going to see you at another event, though, this year? Did I see that somewhere? I don't know. Where are you, you going? speaking anywhere this fall? A loom? Yes. Do a loom? Yes. Are you going? Yeah. Really? And you're speaking? Yeah. So fun. Yay. I'm leading a breakout on podcasting. That's amazing. So I got to know what I'm doing before I get there. Yeah, I hope our breakouts aren't at the same time because I want to go to yours. Oh, you would really only like mine, though, if you wanted to do a podcast. Yeah, I, I, I like being on podcasts. I'm not, 
I'm not techie enough to know how to do that. I'm not either, so I'm surprised that Logan asked me, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> make it till you make it, right? Um, so you actually have listened to some of my podcasts before, haven't you? I have. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? No, it's new for me. I, I was like, what's the deal with the podcasting? I like, when am I going to listen to someone? I'd rather read it because, cause I always had my kids with me and, um, and then recently I started listening and I was like, these are freaking awesome. So yeah. I, like, I had a trip that I just went on. I drove up to Nashville to speak at CAFO and I was listening to podcasts the whole time. I was like, this is, it's like, I have friends in my van with me. I so, love podcasts I when I travel for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw, I talked to someone the other day and they asked what I do, which is always just this weird thing. I don't know. You, you have like a job title. I don't really have this job title. It's like this weird thing. I don't know. So I said, I'm finally owning the fact that I have a podcast. Like, I don't know why it took me a year to own that fact, but so I was like, Oh, I have, I have a podcast. I have a show. And he's like, what's a podcast? And I was like, I don't even know what to do right now. It's a radio show. Like that's how I kind of describe it. It's like a radio show that you can download. Is that right? I mean, that's what I think. Yeah. I should I figure this out before I teach a class on it, Melanie. <laughs> it's a radio show that you can listen to whenever it's convenient for you. That's exactly it's awesome. right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, but as a writer, I struggle too, because then people are like, what do you do? And I say writer. And then they want to know, well, what have you written? And so for the longest time, I'm like, uh, I'm a, I'm a blogger. I, I don't know. And, and so now I'm, oh, I have a book published. Wow. You'd think that make it easier, but then they're like, well, what do you write about? Uh, um, I, I write, well, I write, I write for moms. What, do, what, like self-help? I'm like, well, uh. <laughs> Kind of self help, like help each other, help right. each other, not self help. I don't know. So I still don't know how to answer that question. I don't either. And it's just, I sometimes say writer too. And then their next question is like, well, have you written a book? And I'm like, no, why do you have to be like that? No, I haven't written a book, but I write a blog and articles. So just leave me alone. Yeah. We do stuff. We, we do lots of stuff. We do lots of stuff. I'm going to start just telling people I'm an accountant. That's just <laughs> so much better. <laughs> yeah. I crunch numbers. That's I what do. I do. I crunch them hard. I crunch them so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. So speaking of writing, you had a book come out. Obviously we just said this this year called yep. women are scary. Right. Which I will tell you this, Melanie, I got the book. I don't know how I got it. I got it in the mail before it came out and, um, I get a lot of books in the mail. And I, I read a lot of them because I really do enjoy reading. But when I got your book, I, I looked at it and I knew I would read it because the cover is amazing. Thank you. Whoever designed that, whoever on your team was like, we're doing this, brilliant. They need a, they need a raise. Nice. Is it you? <laughs> well, my husband came up with the cake pop idea. Really? And then one of my fourth base friends um, said, well, one of the cake pops should bite the head off the other cake pop. And then, but then Zondervan's designer um, is the one who actually did the the rendering of the design. His name is James Hall, and um, it was yeah, it's awesome. So like, it was my husband's idea, but then Zondervan like ran with it and made it so amazing. It's yeah. it's really it's eye catching. I mean, you know, and so many times people go into a bookstore. I mean, I'm like this when I'm looking for a random book that I have no clue what I want. This is how I do wine as well. I look at the label, like yeah. look at the book and if it stands out and your book stands out. So way to go. I love it. Thank you. Um, I read your book and loved it, but you just said a fourth base friend. So I want you to tell everybody in like in your 30 second elevator pitch, what your book is about and what you just mean when you said fourth base friend. Oh yeah. I forget. I like make up my own language. Okay. Yeah, I got okay. it. 
Yeah. Okay. So um, my book guides moms around the bases of momlationships. And so finding mom friends, it's the totally awkward adventure of finding mom friends. So first base is when you're just getting to know other moms, like because your kids are in a shared activity. So maybe soccer or dance or whatever your kids do. And you're at that awkward small talk phase where you've got to make friends just with other moms sitting in a lobby or on a bleacher or something. Which, let me and, stop you right here, Melanie. This stage right here, especially with kid land, like when you're dealing with making mom friends, of, like you're doing activity mm-hmm. is so hard for me because my mindset goes here. Um, I won't see you again after this nine week season. <laughs> and, um, I really, when my kids are out there, I really just want to read a book. So that's right. my struggle. Yeah. With first and reading a book is always okay. Like, I don't think we have to go for it with other moms every single time. Sometimes you just need to read a book, but then sometimes you might actually go, you know what? I'm going to try to strike up a conversation. So Depends on the day. Um, okay, so the second base is you're getting a little more intentional. You're like, you know, I kind of like that mom over there. So I'm going to like invite her to do something like a play date. And this is going to be on neutral territory. So at a park or, you know, somewhere just totally neutral. And so you meet and you do that thing. And then third base, you're getting a little bit more vulnerable. You're going to invite her back to your place or you're going to go to her place. So you're on home turf or you're in someone's home. And so at that point, you're going to see dirty laundry. There could be dirty dishes. Your kids are going to have to share their own toys, which I don't know what your kids are like, but that like brings out a whole new level of their behavior. And so that's like, you're starting to build trust with this mom and getting vulnerable. And then fourth base is like the home run. It's my favorite. That's when you don't even need the kids anymore. You just like the, like the mom so much you ditch your kids and you go out for like mom's night out or coffee or something just to get to know each other more and and to develop that relationship as women. Those are like your people. Those are your people. They're the ones you call when you're in trouble, when you need them, they keep your brain on straight. Yeah. Fourth base. You don't. I feel like some mom relationships and and until they get to that fourth base, you need your kids there for that kind of um, common ground, common distraction, all that kind of stuff. Right. And when you can go, when you're like, ditch the kids, why would we do this? Let's just go hang mm-hmm. out with us. That's when it's money. Yeah. That's when you like have so much to talk about with another mom that you almost are like, okay, the kids need to not be here so that I can really get to know her yeah. and dig in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when, I mean, we get so little time to ourselves as moms that if you want to actually share that with another mom, like, you know, it's real, you know, so real. why did you write this book? Were you deal? were you figuring this out as a mom or what? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I wrote a blog post. I called it dating for moms. So like, I think a lot of people thought that I had dating advice like romantically and right. I, I don't, yeah, I'm bad at that. Um, so, but it was, it was basically this, this funny, like, you know, we have a different kind of like the dating basis, but for mom relationships. And so, um, and, and it, I, so I just put it on my blog and, um, a lot of people shared it and it just kind of gained traction. And I realized, gosh, there's a, there's just, it's really resonating with people. And, um, I started getting all these questions like, well, how do you develop these relationships? And I, it was like, people wanted to hear how I'd done this and how I developed my friends. And, um, so I thought, you know, there's something here that there's a, like a need that women have. And so I was like, well, let me just write a book about it. <laughs> so, <good. laughs> so I put, it's, it's got a lot of like how to, and I kind of guide people around, like, here's, here's how you can do this. Um, and then it also has a ton of my own stories, like my awkward fails, the like, things that just did not work or funny stories. Um, and then just a lot of relationship stuff about, you know, the moms in my, in my life who I love and how we've done it. And then also like breakup advice and like, what if a mom breaks up with you or what if you need to kind of phase out a mom? Cause that's awkward. It's, it's so awkward. It's, it's so awkward. 
Yeah. And I was like, she's kind of sweaty when I wrote it. Like, I don't even know how to say this. Like, we're not supposed to say this stuff, but I'm going to try. You handle it very graciously. That's for sure. Um, I think that when you become a mom like that, however that happens, did you become a mom first through birth or adoption? Birth. Okay. Yeah. Real quick. Tell us where your kids real quick and then I'll finish. Yeah. Birth, adoption, adoption. Okay. Got it. Um, That's mine. But we we screwed with birth order. So So did we. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh-huh. <gasps> Ooh, I'm fist bumping you through the yes. computer. Yep. All right, people, that's a big thing with adoption is I don't want to mess up the birth order. I don't want to mess up the birth order. And I get that. And we, but I always just say that God is bigger. And if it's supposed to be your child, then it is and whatever. Um, anyhow, that's a whole nother subject. But here was what I was going to say. When you first become a mom, I feel like your identity is so up in the air that you don't even know what to do anymore. Like, right. You go from just like, I see this with, I, this was a long time ago for me that I became a mom, 11 years. So I see this in my new girlfriends that are having first babies. They go from just like being able to go with their husband everywhere and do this and volunteer everywhere. And then all of a sudden they text me and they're like, I haven't left the house in four weeks. What the heck is wrong with me? Like right. their <laughs> life is just like, they don't even know who they are anymore. Right. And so then you throw in as your kids get older and then your friends and everything. So I loved your book. I thought it was great. Thanks. Thank you. And I think it's a big, it's a deal that we have to deal with. Mom friends. Yes. And my mom friends, yeah, during that early baby stage, and I moved to a new new state, a new region of the country right when I became a mom. So everything was new in my life. And those early mom friends that I met really helped teach me how to be a mom. Yeah. I had no clue. I, I'm not someone who's babysat a lot. I was like, I don't know that I ever want kids. And so, um, and then I was so excited when I finally had one, but I didn't really know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> So my my mom friends helped me so much through that of yeah figuring out identity and figuring out how to how to do this thing. Right I remember way. when my mom left because she came up you know after I had Caden and she was there for like a week, and mm-hmm. I remember when she was leaving and I was like um, I don't I don't I don't know you cannot leave me here with this with this right? child I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> please do not leave me who's going to cook for me and bring me water while I'm nursing <laughs> like this is awful yes yeah yeah uh, uh um okay so I. You and I talked about this online just a little bit, and um, we today's Friday that we're recording this, and we just finished up Teacher Appreciation Week. Right. Well, today's the last day, and I wanna, <laughs> I'm here to tell you that out of the five days that I've gotten emails every single day of stuff I'm supposed to bring, we came through with two. Two. All two. right. Well, I mean, I think it's not even two because on the first day, it's write a letter to your teacher, and I think only two kids did. And then on one of the days, it's bring a flower for your teacher. And I totally failed and bombed. And then on the way to pick them up, I went by a bakery and got a cupcake with the flower on top of it. I, saw I that personally photo. think is better than a flower. Better. Cupcake always trumps flower. I agree. I don't care who you are. So I think that gets me through a couple extra days. But like today's Friday and I just, I don't even know what we were supposed to do today, but we didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're better than me. You got two in. I... I have three kids in three different schools this year, so the schedule is different for each That's school. That's enough like, to make you drink at 9 a.m. I mean, that is right? stressful, yes. Right? Yeah. I was like, I, screw it. I can't do it. And so I came in hard and strong on Monday with gift bags, with a, a handmade card from the kid and a gift card and candy, like right up front, just like, we love you. And then I've just sat back the rest of the week. I'm like, I can't even. I think that is exactly what you should do. Cool. Thank you. Bringing in early. Now it's making me feel, but what I'm going to do is I keep telling myself, we still have two weeks left of school. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it up. I'm going to shower them with love 
nice. next week. I don't have to do it this week. We have two weeks left of school. How much longer do y'all have? Um, my preschooler has one more week and then my elementary schoolers have two. Okay. Well, that's, you're like us. Y'all get out pretty early. A lot, we go to a charter school around here and a lot of kids still go into early June. Yeah. I grew up in Ohio and it was always June, but down here in Georgia, it's we're we're done in May. And then we go back to school like at the beginning of August. Oh, you have a long summer. Short. It's a pretty short. It's just two months. Oh, beginning of August. Beginning and of everyone August. Everyone else goes back like the middle. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, we're even shorter because we're charter, so we're year, we are year round. Oh. So we go back like July twenty second or something. How do you like that? Do you uh, like it? I absolutely love it. You tell me what you think on July twenty second if you wish your kids were going back to school. Right. That's <laughs> nice. I think you'd be a little jealous. Yeah. All my friends are like, oh my gosh, I would hate year-round school. Don't you just hate it? And I'm like, well, just you, you get back with me on July 22nd about how your kids are driving you crazy because they need yeah. structure and you need them to go back to school. Yeah. Well, I love change. So I think anything that involves a lot of changes like that, like, you know, you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off. That sounds good. Yeah. And we have a two-week fall break and two-week Christmas and then two-week spring. Dude, that's great. And then we're still out probably at least a week early than everyone else around here. So it's great. That is great. I know. I know. Um, why are your kids in three different schools? That's probably none of my business, but I'm just wondering. It's all your business. Whatever. <laughs> it's my podcast. I can ask it's whatever your I podcast. want. It's right. You can. You own me. Yeah. Um, so my preschooler is at preschool, obviously. Uh-huh. And then and then one of my kids is at the school that we're zoned for. And then the other one, um, Anna, is our. we adopted her last year from Latvia. And so she is a native Russian speaker. And so she needs ESOL. And... This past year, they did not have ESOL at our school, so she's had to bus across town to a different school. Are they gonna? Are you gonna change that, or is this your life? Um, actually, we just got a letter out of the blue saying they're gonna have ESOL at our school. So now, right. and, and then my preschooler is moving to kindergarten, so I'm gonna have all three kids in one school for like the one whole year next year. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna change your life. I'm gonna be so productive. It's right? Fantastic. <laughs> Ask me at the end of next year. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. You think that you, this is just going to make you just like Wonder Woman. You're going to write three books next year getting all sure. through this. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. 
here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Okay, I have a question for you because I don't understand what you talk about when you say this, okay? Okay. So I we're friends on social media and so I see that you talk about and I can't even say it with a straight face. You talk about your mom balls? Ah! <laughs> I need to know about this immediately. <laughs> I need an explanation. Okay. Um mom balls, I don't know why I started this. It's just in my own weird brain, but I started saying strap on your mom balls like <laughs> like Put on your courage, you know, right. like, and, and it's bald. It's gross. And I'm kind of like, and someone was like, it should be ovaries. I'm like, I know, but I have like a complicated relationship with my ovaries. They don't work great for me. Like, like, they like hurt me. Yeah. They hurt me. They caused me to be very depressed for a long time. I'm like, screw my ovaries. Like whatever. I, but balls is like the chosen euphemism for courage. I'm not saying it it's is. Good. Yeah. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's right, but it is. You didn't for whatever start reason. this. I did not. I'm just. I'm kind of just um, appropriating it for yes. my own needs. Um, so mom balls. So whenever I feel like I need some courage, like I've got to face my tween head on about it, like a, a massive wardrobe battle or, uh-huh. or my, you know, preschooler and just waking up like a bear in the morning or whatever. I'm like, strap on your mom balls, Mel, you can handle this. And so, so I, my husband, like I've vlogged about it. It's, um, it's, it, I talk about them a lot. I talk about my balls a lot. Um, I also just, love inappropriate humor. I, I, I love this. Love inappropriate humor. So my, my husband made me a set of silver balls on a necklace that say mom balls. And I wear them around dangling around my neck. This is hilarious. <laughs> you need the, have you seen those things on the back of trucks, which I think are absolutely disgusting. You may not have seen them, but they're here in Texas. It's so gross, but maybe you will like it. It's these ball looking things hanging down like the back of the, someone's truck, like under where the hitch is. What? And they dangle when they drive. Ah! <laughs> Ew. I'm definitely going to have to look out for that next time I drive somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> do people ask you about your necklace? Uh, my daughter does. She's trying, she's just learning how to read English. Right. So she's like, mom, what does that say? Is it mom bowls? Mom bowls? <laughs> I was like, is that what you think it says? Yeah, mom bowls. I was like, mm-hmm, wow, that's great that you think that says that. Good reading, so then, good reading. So then, yeah, good reading, sweetie. So then, like, a few weeks later, she sees them, and she's like, I think that says balls, mom. Mom balls, balls. And then she's like, balls like those things we cut off JPEG? JPEG's our dog. And I was like, 
Hmm. Um, yeah, that is like that same that that those are called balls. That's true. <laughs> so, oh gosh, <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh yeah, I just can't get over it. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna now be telling myself that. Like, come on, Jamie. I don't know if I can say that loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for my blog readers, I, for the subscribers, I, they wanted mom balls of their own. And so I um, had my husband design like a printable of mom balls for people to. This is and, the best. And, I, and we, we made it biblical. We, we and tell me a, how you did that. We put a verse on it. And what it, verse was it? I'm from dying. From Proverbs 31, the like she girds her loins with strength. Like. <laughs> It's biblical. That's it's the best. Cool. If you bring Jesus in, it's always okay. It's always okay. I mean, let's be honest, you know. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. Um, are your parents in your life, in your world, still alive, all that kind of jazz? Yeah, they actually li they live in our town. So okay. How are they with the mom balls? I think I've just worn them down over the years. <laughs> you know, honestly, when I first started blogging, they were like, do you have to put like your whole life on the internet and, and all of your, like, and, and not even the best side of, I don't even put the good stuff on the internet. Like I put like all of my failures right. and all of the, it's bad. I mean, and same with my book. I'm like, let's just throw all that stuff in there. And they're like, I mean, couldn't you like try to look a little bit better, like in public, honey, <laughs> get it together. I, I'm actually more comfortable <laughs> talking about my failures than I am anything I'm doing right because I just, you know, I don't know. It's just easier. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. They, but I've worn them down and now they're like, whatever, we love you. It's great. It's and they like, think they're like, fine. I think <laughs> once like, in a while they're like, there's worse you could do. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. What is your sitting shirt? My sitting shirt? Oh, um, okay. So everybody's running all the time and, and doing all kinds <laughs> of wonderful athletic things. And it is so fabulous. Are you at, yeah. do you work out? Are you athletic? Yay. No. Yay for all the athletic people. I am not that. I, I do yoga once a week and sometimes I just lie on the mat for a while. It's, it's not about working with sweat. It's just about like relaxing. It's, it's cheaper than counseling. There honestly. You go. Yeah. It's cheaper than counseling. Um, so, um, the sitting shirt, I was at Ross and I was looking through the clearance rack one day and I saw this great like cowl neck shirt and I pulled it out and realized once I pulled it out, oh my gosh, this is a running shirt. Like it had the little zipper for the cell phone, oh, yes. the reflector strip uh -huh. and those little thumb holes, you know, those yes. are so cool. Yes. And I was like, but I really like it, but I'll never run in it. And so I tried it on. I was like, oh, it fits perfectly and it's on clearance and it's amazing. So I was like, this is my sitting shirt. So I started putting it like on Instagram and blogging and sitting shirt, hashtag sitting shirt. And so um, it just kind of became a thing. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, <laughs> I am like, like I loved, well, let me take it back. I like to work out, nice. but I don't do it a lot, but I really enjoy wearing workout clothes to make me look like I worked out. Mm-hmm. That's, so yeah. So put them on in the morning and I might try to get to the gym, but if I never do, I actually feel just as good. Yeah because I put the clothes on and I tried. That's right. Oh my gosh. I did yoga once and it, it stressed me out more than it did anything. Oh, darn. I'm sorry. I couldn't sorry. do what they were doing. Okay. And I just, it wasn't for me. So I, I've been doing yoga for years. I love it, but I, um, I take all the competition out of it. I go to a, like a beginner yoga class, even <laughs> though I've been doing it for years. And so I'm, <laughs> and, um, my teacher's amazing. She goes to my church and she says things like, um, this is just 
your time in this space and it's not a time for competition and we we banish comparison from this space and i'm like yes we do That's yes right we do. and so it's just this great hour that really i just focus on um thanking god for my body like i'm like god thank you that i have a body that it works and because I'm so, I am so clumsy and I'm so unathletic and any, anytime I do anything sporty, it's just really embarrassing and awful. And I'm such a failure at all of that. And so this is just like my, my one time a week where I'm, I just feel good about myself. That's I don't good. know. I don't think I accomplish anything, but it's just, yeah. It's a relaxing hour. Everybody needs that. It is. I, it's, Mine yeah. usually just involves me laying on the couch watching Nashville. So that's oh, a relaxing yeah. hour. Oh, I have. Speaking multiple- of, what are you watching right now? I just binge watched The Walking Dead, which is life changing. Loved. It's it's shot right by my house. I live in Georgia, and so it's it's filmed right by me. And so I've been meaning to watch it for a long time. And I, you know, like halfway through second season, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have some kind of weird crush on this total bow hunting redneck. Like I, I'm like, (laughs) I on Daryl. Daryl, like I. I need him to be okay. Every episode, I'm like, I care about this precious baby man, and I need him to be okay. I'm worried about his heart. Are you all caught up? <laughs> I'm totally caught up. Okay. I had to like avoid Twitter the whole because toward the end, I was like, I'm gonna find something out. I don't want to know. But yeah, it's so amazing. Uh, yeah, it's- Walking Dead is a show that Aaron watched forever without me, and I refused to watch a show about zombies. I thought there could be nothing worse I could do with my time than watch a show about <laughs> zombies. And then I started watching it with him, and I, like you, I loved it. Uh-huh. Binge watch, caught up. My girlfriend, Amanda, just texted me the other day, and she's like, um, Doug wants to watch Walking Dead. And I was like, yes, yes. yes. And I was like, give it like three or four episodes. And yes, of course, yes. she texted me back after like the season two finale, two weeks later, uh-huh. and she's in love. Love. I, you know, it's great because it's what people would actually do if there was some kind of apocalypse. Like, I feel like they're actually making choices that I would make. And, and they're wrestling with these moral dilemmas, you know? They can't just call yes. the police anymore. Like, what do you do about this psycho that's gonna, you know, like, what do, what do you do with him? And so, I, I don't know. And like, like, I love that at this point, it's not even, I mean, the walkers are important, the zombies, but it's really about the people. Yes, that's I what like, I always tell people. Yes, they're yeah. zombies, but they totally just, you don't even worry about them. No. And some characters. I watch it on my iPad and sometimes I just cover the iPad with my hands. Like if I'm like, oh, that guy's about to get his head blown off. I'm just going to cover, cover that part. I don't need it. Was that too much for you? Some of it? Um, sometimes I yeah. mean, I don't know, but, but I love, I, I've always loved the macabre and I, I absolutely love anything involving monsters or superheroes. Wait, what's so, the like, macabre? I don't know what that is. I don't know. Just like, um, dark and oh. like, I love, I love vampires. I love zombies. Like you I, like I've always this. thought that. I do. I do. I'm like a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer freak. I, I love Buffy. And I've seen the show once. No, I'm sorry. Because it's, I'm like the opposite. I think you either are you or me. Like I hear like vampire, zombie, and I'm out. Yeah. But I might be missing out on stuff because it's, although I did read those stupid books a couple of years ago. Twilight. Yeah. Mm. Read them all. And that's vampire. It is. Did you read them? I did. Did you like them? Um, I did at the time. It, I, looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh. I think I really enjoyed reading them. And then like halfway through them, I was like, I'm trapped in the head of a teenage girl. <laughs> exactly. And, and you I can't, can't get, get out. out. I mean, that's I the problem too. Is like you I, can't get out. 
Yes, I need to know what happened. That's what I felt like too. I was like, I cannot believe that I cannot stop reading this. Yes. It was like <laughs> Divergent, but I did not finish Divergent. Did you read those? I, I read them all and I wish I hadn't finished it because I loved the first two and the third one blew. And I was like, oh no, why did I finish this? I could have just left it how it was. I think I, something happened and I, I didn't finish after the second one. Don't bother. Don't bother. I mean, I'm sorry. No, Ooh, I have zero desire to. Okay. I loved the first one. I, okay. The, I read the Divergent series in two days during a colonoscopy. Oh, does a colonoscopy take two days? No. Oh, I was like. <laughs> the prep time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, you have to get everything out. You do. I and got it. It's, it's super fun. I got it now. So I needed an activity. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, and you can only look at Twitter so many times. So I got all three Divergent books on my iPad. And I mean, don't Just ever borrow my bathroom. That iPad has been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was so into the first one that they were knocking me out. The anesthesiologist is there. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Hold on. We can stop, stay into the stop. I got it. I got it. And, and then they took the iPad from me and stashed it under the gurney. And then as soon as I came out of it, I'm, I'm totally out of it. I'm like, wait, iPad, I need to know. I need to know what's going on. That's hilarious. <laughs> so what anyway, you, what are you reading right now? Um, I, well, I have a book due next month. So, so my reading, nothing. <laughs> I'm, it's, I've been reading, um, I like off and on just during breaks. Like I've, I've been reading, it's, I came out a few years ago, but, um, Rachel Held Evans year of biblical womanhood. Okay. So I've been reading through that. It's super funny. Like, I feel like I want to be her friend. Like, she, she's just super funny. That's fun. Yeah. And then um, this year has been the year of, like, funny memoir for me. And I know, again, I'm, I'm catching up. Some of these came out a while ago. But I read Bossy Pants. Yes. And ador- I read it out loud to my husband on a car trip for eight hours. And it was amazing. Oh, did he love that? Because my he husband lo- would want to just, like, drive off the side of the road. No, my husband's a big girl. I love him so much. Aww. He loved it. Yeah. And, um... I'm sorry, Alex. I shouldn't have called you a big girl, but I mean it as a compliment, (laughs) obviously, obviously. Um, And then um, I read, oh, Mindy Kaling's book. I I kept like fist bumping her and high-fiving her on the cover. I liked hers a lot. I read both of those last summer and I thought they were both really good. She's a big nerd, just like me. I'm like, we could so be friends. Have you read Amy Poehler's book? I did. I actually pre-ordered that one. Because I haven't read it, but I have heard it's not – everyone wanted Bossy Pants and it didn't – it wasn't as good as that. Your right. thoughts? Um, I agree with that. I think – did Melanie Schenkel said that on her podcast with you. I oh, think she might have, yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I listen to your podcast. There I you love go. It. Um, yeah, I, and when she said that, I thought, yeah. That's right. I agree. Yeah. I, agree that. I loved it. I did. I loved it, and I, I really like Amy Poehler. I feel like maybe I didn't – I didn't, re- it didn't resonate with me quite yeah. as much. Um, just some of, some of her experiences, I just have never had those experiences. Yeah. And so it was a little different, but I still love her. I think she's amazing and funny. Do you so. like memoirs? Is that one of your favorite things to read? I don't know. I like vampire books better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I adore fiction. I get so into fiction though. I'm like, kids, fend for yourself, find something for dinner. So yes. I have to pick my moments for fiction. So like when I go to the beach yes, um, or, or like a colonoscopy, uh-huh, for instance, there you go. Mm-hmm. and I, I know I'm not going to be actively parenting anyway. Right. <laughs> um, those are my fiction moments. Cause I just, I dive in. Um, I'm reading, have you read the girl on the train? No. Do you like it? Um, I do. I'm reading it right now and it's, I really do like it. It's kind of, I'm kind of confused a little bit, but I'm enjoying it. If that makes sense. Like I'm not, it's not confusing enough that I'm like, I can't do this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I really like it. 
Good. That's my book I'm reading right now. The Girl on the Train. I don't know who wrote it, but I think it's a newer book. Fiction. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, I, I borrowed it from a girlfriend. It's a hardback, so I bet it's a newer book. Okay. Maybe I'll get that for the beach trip. Oh, out. yeah. I love planning books for beach trips. Yes. Because you want something that you cannot stop. Yes. Where are you going to the beach? We go to Hilton Head Island every year. It's in nice. South Carolina. Um, we go with friends. My, it's just a, like a fourth baser all play. Yeah. It's so I love it. Um, and um, I'm, I actually, this is embarrassing. I've never admitted this to anyone, but I'm going to tell you. And I, everyone that's listening, here we go. Yeah, here it goes. I have never read anything by Madeline Langle. I mean, that's okay, well, I don't even know who that is. So now I'm a the loser. In time, a Wrinkle in Time. Oh, okay, I know that. Yeah. I've never read it. And so I actually bought like the Mad- Madeline Langle party pack, like a five books. And that's my goal for the beach this year. Is party to- pack. I like that. I've never read that any of those either. So. Okay. Well, I'll let you know. i with you. Yeah. I mean, I can't. Yeah. Everyone's like, what? You haven't? So there it is. Well, I'm now- not doing that because I haven't, I haven't read them either. We're going this summer. I'm going to need some good book suggestions too because we're going to the lake again. And so mm-hmm. we are out on the boat like for the entire day for seven days. Nice. And my kids play and play and play and I read and read and read. It is like nice. fabulous. Did, have you read Boo Mama's new book yet? Uh-huh. I loved it. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I need good books too. So people send us our book suggestions for our vacations. Yeah. Because we need them. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you your three favorite things in a minute or what you're loving these days because I can't okay. wait. Um, okay. But also, we've mentioned your kids several times, but tell me a little bit about, because you said out of birth order. Tell me that real quick about your your motherhood story in a snippet. In a snippet. Okay. I mean, um, not in a snippet, snippet, but just tell me about <laughs> your kids real quick. Okay. Um, I struggled with infertility for about five years. It was rough. And um, Elliot was born out of that. So after needles and doctors and all of that, um, we had him back in 2007. So he's eight now. Okay. Um, and then we adopted Evie from Ethiopia and we're celebrating four years home with her in August. Okay. And she's amazing. And so she was almost two when we adopted her. And then last year we adopted Anna from Latvia and she is 10 now. So Elliot so is now home a nine-year-old. Yeah, we brought home a nine-year-old, and Elliot is the middle child now, and he's like, wait, what just happened? Oh, I so. bet he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is he struggling I, with that a lot, or just, like, is it a normal struggle, or do you think it's more because it's she's older? I I think it's hard. I, yeah. I do. I th- It's been hard for him, and so I, you know, just trying to walk with him through that. It was totally the right thing for our family. We adore Anastasia. She's amazing, and we love her, and um, it's all good. She's also struggling, like, how to be an older sister. She's never oh gosh, been older. Yeah. Like, it's hard, for, it's hard for everybody, and Anna, or Evie's dealing with, okay, I'm not the only girl anymore, and now I've got this older sister, and so they're, they're kind of all experiencing displacement and figuring it out, and so this whole year has been just a crazy transition. Um, for everybody, but it's good. Were you done with your book before she came home? I finished it in Latvia. Oh my gosh. We were there for three weeks right at Christmas time. And so I would play with her all day and do the social worker thing and all that. And, um, and then I'd get her to bed maybe by 11 o'clock. She's a night owl. And, um, and then like stay up till two getting it in. And so, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So, I'm going to have you on again because I want to talk all of this adoption stuff on a total another episode. Is that Yay. deal? Will you come back? 
Yes, I love you. Um, okay, because I want to talk a lot about that, and we've had we have adoption um, similarities as well. So we're gonna do that another time. Okay. Okay. Yep. Hey, what are you what are you working on right now? You said you almost have a book due. Oh, so yeah, my next book, the working title, I don't know if it'll end up this way, but the working title is It's Not Fair, Learning to Love the Life You Didn't Choose. And Ooh, I love this already. Thank you. Me too. I'm excited about it. So it's a book about like um, this, un, un, you know, seeming unfairness and the, the death of dreams, these things that happen in our lives that we don't see coming that happen. So for me, that was infertility. Like that hit me like a Mack truck and it was awful and hard. And, um, and so I've, just like I did with, with the women are scary. I've collected stories from women from all different kinds of things they've gone through. And, um, and so I'm pulling those together and, um, dishing about my own stuff. And then really, I just want the book. It's not going to solve anything theologically about like why bad things happen, but it's really just a book that I want to be as a companion for someone going through a rough time. I love that so much. I mean, I can think just us, just you sharing about that women are just popping into my head that I can be like, life's not fair for them. Life's not yeah. fair for them. Yeah. My friend lost her husband. My friend's mm-hmm. daughter born with special needs. My right. friend's adoption kid is losing his mind. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. of these things are popping into yeah. my head. And I love that. So, oh, oh, I love it, Melanie, so much. And it's hard, you know, and I, I write humor. So it's like a funny book about suffering. So right. like, I don't even know what that's, you know, like, well, I, I better test that first and make sure people, it's like, did I get the humor right on that? You know, but so it's going to, there's going to be fun stuff in there too. Like, cause our kids say it's not fair, like 40 times a day. And so yes. that's where the title came from. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, if they say it's not fair one more time. Right. But then I started thinking like, how often do I say it's not yeah. fair? So then that kind of grew from there. So, um, yeah, I hope it'll be just a book that, um, that is comforting and also helpful. That's so good. I was just talking to a friend about this two days ago and we were talking about how, um, she grew up in a very, um, very conservative legalistic church. And so, um, also very like, um, I don't know, just very conservative legalistic. So then she gets into adulthood and her, her story is like yours as well. She struggled with infertility and she started to feel like this isn't how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this isn't fair because I love God and I'm serving him. And so when you love someone, they love you back and God's not loving me back because he's not giving me any babies. Wow. And so her, th- she said the exact same thing that you said. She said, it just, it's not fair. Everyone around me loves God just like I do. And they're having babies left and right. Mm-hmm. Why can't I have a baby? This isn't fair. And so I think that's going to resonate with so many women on just not mm-hmm. way more than infertility, like so much stuff. Yeah. I yeah. was thinking about this the too. Like when you I've said- gotten from people are the stories I've gotten from people are just like phenomenal. Um, these women who have, they're going through cancer, they're going through loss of children, um, affairs, divorce, like just so many things. Um, and yet their perspective through it and everything, it's incredible. And so, you know, you can't tell somebody that it's going to be okay, but you can share your own story about how you've learned to love the life you didn't choose. And so, and that's a good, that's a hard subject to tackle theologically. I know. I mean, I know exactly where I stand on it and I pray that when the hard times hits me that that will get me through it, but it's hard. But I think sometimes you just, like you said, you just want to hear someone else's story. Yeah. You just want to hear their perspective and you're right. You can't say, Hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to get pregnant one day or the cancer's going to go away or don't worry, you'll get married. Yeah. Yeah, Cause that may not happen. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Like it's, and when you're going through something hard, when people come alongside of you and try to Pollyanna you, you're like, please go away. Exactly. Um, and so it is, it's tricky. And so it has to be handled with gentleness. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's, I, 
I like to tackle the easy subjects, you know, okay. relationships, women and suffering. There you people, go. Yeah, sure. Well, we're thankful that you are tackling them for us. <laughs> um, I was thinking about life not being fair just the other day because I don't know if you're like this, but my kids are really close in age. So they're all within four years. And so forever, we just like, we make their four plates and they all look alike. We buy four ice creams and everybody gets one. We buy four balloons and they're all the same color. So no one's mad. You know what I mean? We're just always trying to make it fair. And so no one stresses and it's starting to backfire on me because something will happen. And the other ones would be like, well, that's not fair. I don't get one. And I want to be like, well, I don't care. Like life's not fair. That's not how it happens. So I've changed my parenting lately. Normally if there was only two pieces of gum, and someone came up and said, can I, can me and Amos have these pieces of gum? I would have been like, no, there's not enough for everybody. But now I'm like, sure. Okay. And then the other two are like, what? There's not one. I'm like, well, it's okay. They just ask. So I'm like yeah. switching up my parenting 11 years in that it That's is not fair. That's what we do. We keep telling them it's not fair. And it's because it's hard. Like, how do you make it fair for the girl who's nine years old and just gets adopted by a family. So she has none of the, the, the history and all of that. Like this is impossible. And so we just parent each child differently. They all need different things. And so if one kid gets a date with mom one week, I I'm like, I give up. I can't try to get all three of you to have the exact same date with mom experience in the same week. So no, it's not fair. So she gets it this week. And at some point in the future, you'll get one too. And it's equal. It's, it evens out. Like our love is equal and it evens out, but it's not fair. It's never going to be fair in the moment. Nothing's fair. No, it's not fair. No. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Uh, okay, what three things right now in your life do you want to tell your girlfriends that you are loving? Oh, okay. Wow, three. It's hard to pick three, Jamie. Okay, you can do two if you can't think of three. <laughs> Um, okay. Three things. Well, I already told you about the walking dead. That was, yes. Okay. That's going to be one walking dead. The walking dead. Um, let's see. Okay. Skinny scarves. I want to, I mean, if I had to pick a thing, like my favorite thing that I wear, it would be skinny scarves from, um, the website is freedomandfashion.com. It's they're called colors, freedom and fashion. And so these are scarves that are made by marginalized women here in Atlanta. And I love already. Yeah, they're getting jobs and they're getting um, they're getting stability and um, it's amazing. Like the healing that's going on through this scarf company, um, and I know the owners and they're just fantastic women. And um, and these scarves are amazing. So um, you can buy like five of them and then. I wear them all year round because in the winter I'm like I layer these skinny scarves into like five five layers and wear yeah. them with everything. And then in the summer you just wear one or two, and so I'm like scarfing it up all year round. Okay, I just went to the website. It looks almost like necklaces. 
You can do that. Like if you look, there's that you can buy like a three pack or a five pack, or they have okay. all different all different kinds. You can wear them like a necklace. You can wear it like a scarf. They're so fun. Yeah, and it's it's such a good cause, and it's it's amazing. And I love that they're made right here in Atlanta too. I love I. that. So they're made by women in Atlanta. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Okay, I'll put the link up on jamieivy.com if anyone wants to go check it out. Okay, what else are you loving? Um, I'm loving. Let's see. Uh, I don't know what else. I'm loving, do you want to hear about my favorite drink? Yeah, oh, yes. Happy hour. Am I allowed to talk yeah, about that? Yes, it's happy hour. Yeah, okay. All right. My um, my new favorite drink, when I tasted it, I'm, I'm originally from Kentucky, and I was like, this this is like me. It feels like me in my mouth. Um, what is it? <laughs> it's the Kentucky Mule. No, and so, is it like a, I only know Moscow Mule. Yeah, right? This is like the Kentucky version of that. So instead of vodka, it's bourbon. and. Oh. And so it's uh, like a shot. I use a shot of Maker's Mark and then I mix it like a really good ginger beer and then add some lime. And then if you're really getting fancy, you can crush in some mint leaves to go with it. Oh, that sounds so summer magnificent. <gasps> oh, it's amazing. So that's definitely my favorite drink. That's since it's happy hour. I will I tell you. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, um, there's everything switches from what I enjoy in the winter to the summer just because like mm-hmm. it's hot as you know what? Yeah. And, um, that sounds like a perfect summer, like drink. It's like, I, I'm a red wine drinker. Yes. But then yes. summer hits and I switch to rosé mm. because I like it cold, but it's still dry. I like a dry rosé in the summer. Okay. And if I had a pool, oh my gosh, do you have a pool at your house? No, we have a neighborhood pool. I love they it. Let you bring um, Kentucky no. mules. <laughs> no, they do not. It's so rude. I don't know something about children everywhere swimming. <laughs> they don't want that's, the moms coming yeah. in drinking. Right. Yeah, that's more of a date night experience. <laughs> that's not so much sitting at the pool in the afternoon <laughs> with your kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I find, speaking of swimming, I last, I think it was last summer was when I hit the mark that I could take my kids to the pool and read a book while they swim. Yes. Are when they can all yet? touch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Evie just started being able to touch last year. We have a lifeguard. And so I would kind of like read a paragraph, look, look make right. sure she's still alive, read another paragraph. So this summer she's so much taller. She's all three kids are on the swim team this summer. And so they're like, we have a lifeguard, they're swimmers. And I'm like, so going to be excited about this that. This is money. I know. I remember yeah. the first time I like, I always would take a book and then just be like, I don't know why I brought that. And then mm. when I actually read, I was like, this is the life right here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then get in and swim with the kids and then they'll swim for hours. So I'm not going to swim for hours. Mm-hmm. So, so fun. Oh, um, yeah. I get in. I love swimming with my kids. So I, I try to like get there and just go hard. Like the first 45 minutes, they can ride me like a dolphin. I will throw them. I will do everything for them and get them super excited and tire them out. And then I'm like, okay, mommy's out. And then that's like... So I just kind of go full throttle and then I wear out pretty quickly. Love it so much. <laughs> I, I cannot wait for the summer. I'm dying. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Um, and by the time this airs, it might be summertime. So it'll be even awesome. Um, summertime, really, in the south, okay. though, summertime in the South is hard. It's, yes. it's brutal. Yeah, I, I love it at first. Then after a while, I'm like, if my thighs don't quit sweating <laughs> together, like I need this to go away. <laughs> you sweat in places that you didn't even know could sweat. You're like, it's what? So true. why am I sweaty there? That is awkward and weird. The underside of a butt cheek sweats. Yes. I did not know this living in the north. It, it does. is crazy. <laughs> crazy. How long have you been in Atlanta? Uh, 
I don't do math. Since 2007, what is it? Is it eight years? Okay. Eight years. Awesome. Yeah. So fun. And I love I love the people here. Yeah, I love the people. Hotlanta, is that what they call Hot it? Hotlanta, yep. Hotlanta. Are y'all actually in Atlanta or are you in a suburb? Suburb. What suburb? We live um, on the south side in a place called Peachtree City where there are, we, we drive around in golf carts everywhere. Is this true? It's true. Like I take my kids to school in a golf cart or the bus, I mean, and like we, we golf cart everywhere. It's so really? cool. Yeah, it's fun. I feel like it's like the Truman Show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We have got like a hundred miles of golf cart paths and we just like tool around. We go get ice cream on golf carts. It's great going to the pool because, you know, you don't have to worry about yeah. just like slide in with your dripping white bathing suit. Super. That's the best. Which the Truman Show, you've seen this, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. We showed it to our 11-year-old who was home for something recently with no other kids, and we let him watch it, and it literally it blew his mind. Like, he could not even hardly comprehend <laughs> that he was on TV, but it was a movie, and he did I mean, it was just, it blew his mind wow. too much. Um, okay, so you're going to let us give away three signed books. Yes. Awesome. Women are scary. I got three books for you. I'll tell you how to get it over at jamieivy.com. Melanie, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. So fun. And I'm going to have you on again, and it's going to be straight adoption. Super. Because we can talk about that for hours, I'm sure. Yeah, we can. We can We can talk about how life's not fair for hours as well. That's so true. When's that book coming out, supposedly, maybe? Uh, August 2016. That is so weird in the writing world. <laughs> that you'll turn in a book, you know, now, and then it comes out a year later. I know. Well, this, this last book, Women Are Scary, is my first experience with being published and it is I was like but the book's done just oh. get it out yeah it doesn't but it really does it takes a whole year because of the editing and marketing and like all and you'll of it. probably be working on something else in the meantime you know I hope so yeah I love it I love my job okay well thanks for coming on the happy hour and have a great weekend yeah you too okay bye Melanie bye guys wasn't Melanie great Thanks so much for joining us. I thought this was super funny. The day after we recorded this podcast, I wake up and I had this email from Melanie and I asked her if I could share it with you, but she said this. She said, Jamie, it was so much fun to talk to you the other day. I have to tell you, you make a girl feel so comfortable, like we've been friends forever. And the next morning I woke up and was like, ah, did I really just go on Jamie's show and share my favorite bourbon drink, talk about my balls and love of inappropriate humor and gush about my crush on Daryl? What is wrong with me? I was seriously just so myself with you, which I guess is a way of paying you a compliment as an interviewer. It was really fun. That was so sweet when I got that email because I was like, that is why it's so fun to come on the happy hour. I love it so much. So I hope you enjoyed Melanie. Go pick up her book, um, Women Are Scary. You can get it anywhere books are sold. And I'm giving away three over my website, jamieivy.com. So go over there. It's super easy to enter. I want to say thank you to Christy DeLawrence for leaving a comment on iTunes. She said, so glad I found this podcast. I have found myself without a lot. I have found myself with a lot of silent hours since my youngest started kindergarten this year. I love listening to her while I get my daily chores done, and I feel like I've connected with friends. Sometimes, something that doesn't happen near enough in the business of life. My family's in the process of becoming foster parents, and someone recommended the podcast about foster care to me. It was so encouraging, and I can already relate to so many things that they talked about. Thank you so much for this resource and support. Jamie, you're truly a gift for this kind of thing. Keep it up. We appreciate you. Christy, thanks so much. I'm so glad you found the show. And girl, you're going to find lots of stuff to do with your time when all your kids are in school. So there you go. Guys, thanks for listening. I love the comments over on iTunes, not just so I can read them on the show and not just so I can feel good about myself, but they really do serve a purpose. They help more people find the show. So I would love it if you would over to iTunes and leave a rating or review. 
If you don't subscribe to the podcast, you should subscribe. That way, every time a new show comes out, you get it automatically in your device that you listen to on your phone, um, on your Apple TV. We've been listening to podcasts at home on our Apple TV. When you work out, when you're doing dishes, whatever. So go over to iTunes and search Happy Hour with Jamie and Ivy, and then just hit that little button that says subscribe, and you are in. And then you're going to want to go back and listen to all the old ones because there is a plethora of great stuff in the archives. Guys, thanks for listening. I'm releasing this and we're heading on vacation. So we'll be traveling, which means I will be listening to tons of podcasts because I love to listen to shows when I travel. So that's a lot of fun. Maybe I'll come up with a post one day and tell you all the shows I listen to. Anyhow, I hope that your um, the end of May is working out great for you. We're almost in June. My kids are out of school. We're heading to the lake. And I just hope you have a wonderful day. Guys, thanks for joining me today on the happy hour. And take some time this week to enjoy those you love. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.